Uh, For some, what looks like a birthmark could actually be the sign of a rare condition in children. And this article grabbed my attention because I see a lot of children with birthmarks and you really don't think anything of it, especially as a parent. Dr. Robert Listernick is um, academic general pediatrician at Lurie Children's Hospital. Doctor, you know something about this, and there are many names for birthmarks. What are a few of them? Steve called his a Pepsi stain. What, what have you heard? Well, <laughs> you know, I mean, the, the whole the, the term birthmark carries a lot of weight in it. With it, the, the birthmarks that you're having me talk about today, cafe au lait spots, aren't necessarily present at birth. Um, these are brown patches that may may be present at birth but may develop in the first several years of life. There are lots of different um, so-called birthmarks that are either there at birth. Uh, an example would be uh, stork bites is what they're called, these little red patches on the back of the neck that don't mean anything. Um, there are blood vessel tumors called hemangiomas that some people might call birthmarks. There are white patches that um, are often present at birth that may signify a different type of genetic disorder. So there are a lot. It's it's just a general term that doesn't really have much meaning. Ah, interesting. And the the spots that you're talking about, really, that comes from a term like coffee, coffee with milk, right? Yeah. So the the condition we're talking about is neurofibromatosis type one, NF one, and the hallmark of that condition are the development of what we call cafeolae spots, light brown skin spots um, that generally develop in the first several years of life. They may be present at birth or they may develop later on. In and of themselves, they don't mean anything. They're just a sign of this underlying condition. And is this something that all pediatricians are on alert for? Everybody looks for these when you bring your baby in for your one-year checkup or your two-year checkup? I would like to think so. I think we've come a long way. Um, this this is actually when you said rare. This is actually the mo- NF one is the most common um, genetic um, neurologic disease. So it's quite common. Um, I when I started doing this 37 years ago, I would say there was very little um, out there. Um, but we've come a long way, and I think pediatricians are much more attuned to the possibility that these birthmarks might mean something. This is Dr. Robert Listernick at Lurie Children's. So what do they mean and what is neuro, neuro, uh, tell me again. Okay, here you go. Let's do neurofibromatosis. 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 Let's call it NF1. So the hallmark of NF1 are these um, cafe LA spots. As I said, in and of itself, they don't mean anything, but... um, Children, people with NF1 are at risk for developing lots of medical issues. The most common one is the development of neurofibromas. That's where the term comes from. Neurofibromas are benign tumors that develop from nerves. So they, um, they're, you know, we have nerves all over our body. Um, fortunately, we don't see the skin neurofibromas commonly in children, but children... Um, like in the spot you guys did on TV, can develop um, what's called a plexiform neurofibroma. Those you can be born with. We think they're generally things that you're born with, and they can be quite problematic. They can be small or they can be quite large, and they can block things that shouldn't be blocked or cause disfigurement. 
Um, so those are a big deal in kids with NF1. Um, in- kid, people with that, I'm sorry, you want me to keep going? No, or no I want you to keep going. Yeah, I was just intrigued okay. because if, if, if parents are listening or grandparents, you know, grandparents notice these things um, and it, it gets missed by a doctor or a pediatrician, um, it's obviously something that they need to learn about. Do they appear on every part of your body? Well, it's interesting. Um, first off, you know, there are a lot of people who have one, two, three cafe LA spots, and they don't mean anything. The criteria, one of the diagnostic criteria is six or more greater than a half centimeter or a quarter of an inch in kids or one and a half centimeters in adults. Um, what's interesting is that people with NF1 rarely get them above their neck, and we don't, I don't understand why. But it's not as if your 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 face is covered with these cafe LA spots. Um, we we have kids who only have a six or seven or eight, and we have kids who have a lot more of them. But one, in the number of spots has nothing to do with how severe the disease might be or any manifestations of the disease. Interesting, um, but obviously something that uh, you should look for if your pediatrician doesn't notice it. And they're not raised; it's just much like a under the skin. Kind of, they're they're part of the skin, like you know, old people with uh, liver spots. They sort yeah. of look like that with very straight edges. Um, obviously, little kids aren't getting liver spots, um, and um, it, kids with NF1 can be born with bone problems. They can develop spinal cord tumors, brain tumors, tumors on the seeing nerve. Um, there is an increased incidence of types of different types of cancer. So it is a lifelong disease. Um, and we see the full spectrum. I have plenty of adults who I've diagnosed, parents of kids who have NF1 who just thought, well, I just have some birthmarks and some skin, uh, they'll call them skin tags. And they've been lucky and they haven't had any more serious manifestations, whereas their child might have something very serious which brings them to medical attention. Absolutely. Well, thank you for informing us and letting us know about this. Uh, Everybody's always intrigued because most of us have some kind of mark on our body or a little something when you're born. And what what causes that? You said there are like three different types. It's just just the way we come into the world? Well, okay. So uh, when I say three different types, there are... If you look at um, the websites where there's a lot of good information as opposed to the websites that are, that are very bad, either from the Children's Tumor Foundation or NF Network or NF Midwest, you'll see that we call ourselves NFologists, uh, a, a relatively new coinage. Um, and we take care of three different conditions, NF1, neurofibromatosis type 1, neuro, what, what used to be called neurofibromatosis um, 2, um, and schwannomatosis. Each of these syndromes have different types of nerve tumors, but by far and away, NF1 is the most common um, of them. And they are um, NF1 and NF2 are, um, and, and schwannomatosis are genetic disorders. NF1 is what we call a dominant condition. So um, if a child has NF1 where he or she grows up, each child that, that they have has a 50-50 chance of, inher- of inheriting the abnormal NF1 gene. But half the time it occurs as a spontaneous mutation and nobody in the family has NF1. The Thank same you goes so much. For- You're welcome.
It's intriguing. And thanks for telling us what websites to look for information on, because you're right, there's so much misinformation out there. That's Dr. Robert Listernick, academic general pediatrician at Lurie Children's Hospital. Coming up next, Terry Savage. You want to know something about money, about retirement? Maybe she can alleviate some of your worries. The number is 312-981-7200. If you have a question for her, that's coming up after Steve's newscast on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent, WGN.